Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. And that's it, it's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. Dodgers have won it all in 2020. Time down, the Lightning win the Stanley Cup. They have reached the top of the mountain. They are the Stanley Cup champs. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 10 of For Future Considerations. How are you doing? My name is Manny. As always, hang in with the boys. And Matt Dumichel, John Rashad, yours truly, Manny Pava. We make up for future considerations. Guys, how you doing? Very good, Manny. Yourself? Good, good, good. Uh, John, how you doing up there in snowy Markdale? Good. Things have melted, and it's getting a lot more pleasant. I think spring is finally coming. There you go. You're about to get <laughs> 10 more feet of snow in the yep, next that's right. 10 days <laughs> just by saying that. Way to go. <laughs> we had some great feedback uh, from the last show that we had earlier this week, too, where we debated the Carson Wentz deal, the Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, massive contract. Have you uh, looked up the uh, what does he make per at-bat or no, per I haven't second? I haven't either. It I haven't be done sick. that yet. Um, a lot of people uh, chimed in on the top top five players of all time yeah. when we were talking about Sidney Crosby. Yeah, interesting debate on that one. And if you want to get into on that uh, as well, obviously you can uh, check us out on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Podcast FFC uh, for future considerations on Facebook and for future considerations at gmail.com if you want to email us. Rob uh, Scribner did not have... Give Rob a shout out. He's a good friend of the mm-hmm. show. Rob did not have Mario Lemieux in his top five. Okay. okay. He had Lidstrom. How many Red Wings did he have? He in had there? Lidstrom. Yeah. Okay. He had Lidstrom okay. in his top five. So he is a Red Wings fan. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was interesting. Some great feedback. And of course, we had some. Uh, a lot of good comments too about some of our rapid fire questions too about Daft Punk and uh, <laughs> you people are crazy <laughs> you, you nuts that don't like Daft Punk you turn that song on when nobody's in your house and you see what happens one person said they've been together for 28 years and made a legit point 28 years they were together. Yeah, there was a break in there in between where they were just kind of hanging out. But uh, uh, the one that I saw uh, that was real good on social media was uh, a thanks for everything post that somebody had put into Daft Punk. But they have put the uh, the photos of the new Dallas Stars retro, that neon green oh, yes. jersey that yeah, they have yeah. with the, the black face mask. And it was a thanks for the memories. It was a, That was a pretty good one. But yeah, I, I can't believe how many people don't like Daft Punk. Uh, Rashad, you haven't changed your ringtone, have you? (laughs) No, no. Daft Punk forever. Oh, just in spite, he's made it louder. He got another phone just so he could both ring at the same time. In stereo. (laughs) Yeah, my gravestone. Fan of Daft Punk and the CFL. (laughs) Daft Punk, the CFL, Bruno, and Jill. (laughs) In that order. In that (laughs) order. (laughs) <laughs> it's the same order for her too trust me <laughs> no come on Rashad you're way lower than that <laughs> oh man I think the mailman has higher ranking <laughs> <laughs> who's the plow driver in Markdale that, that does the sidewalks oh man we'll get to uh, the OT and our game in a few minutes here 
Yeah, we're going to play the missing link. Um, Ooh, this one, exciting. yeah, this one we're taking up a notch. This one is not going to be obvious at all. You're going to have to do a little bit of research, kids, to get this one. And uh, before we get into that, before we get into the missing link, uh, maybe we can talk about the new $500 million, 7,000-seat e-gaming facility they're wanting to build in Toronto. Did you guys see the pictures of this? It's, it looks unbelievable, but... Yeah, that looks like like a Daft Punk world, is what, <laughs> what that, that facility looks like. I mean, I I don't get it, but it's it's such huge money. It might be, like, the most valuable entity or commodity that i just could not care less about like esports is becoming such a multi-billion dollar industry billions yeah it's unbelievable so i guess to build a 500 million dollar facility is is nothing but it just seems like an extraordinary amount of money for a video game setting. That's just it. And I know there, you know, there'll be an entertainment facility and they'll be able to do award shows and, and all of mm-hmm. that other stuff. And sure, it, it will be, you know, a, a very, I'm sure, well-used complex. Is, is it a hotel or is it apartments that's that back uh, Behind building? it? I, yeah. could, I think it's apartments. Okay. I think it's that, condos. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it'll it'll be fine. And whether it's uh, it's like the Sky Dome and they, they have a retractable roof, but they never open it on nice days. We'll <laughs> see what they end up doing with it. But uh, yeah, like, you know, a 7,000 seat facility, you, you I, I can't compare help but compare it to other facilities around like, that capacity, you know, like Budweiser Gardens in, in London, I mean, WFCU Center in Windsor is not that much less than, than 7,000. Right. Yeah, 6,600 at yeah. WFCU. So, I, I mean, uh, all, all extra to what is attached to it, of course, but man, that's that's a huge amount of money. It's funny, I was reading about one of the live shows that they were doing that had gotten canceled uh, um, because of COVID, and the organizer, whoever it was of one of these teams, was was bragging that they had sold out or were expected to sell out Roy Thompson Hall in Toronto. Now that's 2,300 people. Right. So. I mean, you're talking about a city of millions. I'm sure you can find another 5,000 people that'll go see this. But, uh, I mean, for that to be the primary residence in there, the way you're selling it, that's, that just shows how big this, this business is. Right. They're they're proposing to build it at the C&E grounds, mm. which I think is a great location, for not sure. far from the waterfront and not far from some other great locations in the city of Toronto. Um, but the artist rendering of the uh, inside of the facility, too, look amazing. Yeah. Uh, Sportsnet did a story on it this week. Um, we'll share it out on our social media feeds mm-hmm. if you have not seen it just yet, because it is quite the uh, development that they're proposing. And it goes to show you that esports, a lot of people are still betting on it oh, to yeah. be huge. Yeah, for sure. Where is the Blue Jays? the ideal location for that new stadium. What were they talking about not that long ago? They want to build it along the waterfront as well. So it would be pretty close to this facility, right? Because I had thought initially that this was the spot where the Blue Jays were planning on putting their stadium. Like, oh, oh boys. But, uh, oh, okay. That works. That, yeah. that, that, well, that works for them. Uh, one of the things that I read recently about esports was um, it's hard to keep track of uh, ratings because it's all online and different platforms where uh-huh. people are watching the tournaments. But um, I heard somewhere that they're getting the same numbers of viewers online as UFC events. If you can wow. imagine that. That's yeah. huge. Like I'm, I'm just uh, googled it right now just to see, and this is an old article, so so don't take it um, uh, for for too much. But the average value of the top ten teams 
flatlined at 240 million in 2020, which is a 54% rise in 2019. And it's only going to continue to go up. Right? Yeah. Universities and colleges have esports teams now yeah. that compete against each Programs, other. Programs, everything. Uh, Cloud9, which is the most valuable professional esports company, is worth $310 million. It's, it's wild. It's unbelievable. So so much for that. I guess we should have started playing video games a little bit sooner, right? Or we just grew up in the wrong generation. Right? I guess I went outside. Can you believe that? <laughs> I went outside, knocked on the neighbor's uh, door, and asked if the kid wanted to come and play outside. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I spent all my time playing road hockey and moving nets because cars were coming on the street. Yeah. Silly could... me, I got physical activity. <laughs> I was no. done with video games after I couldn't That's finish good. Super Mario Brothers 3 without a strategy guide. <laughs> That's good. We just start ripping a $310 million industry. Sure, oh, yeah. Sure. We're on the right track here, yeah, boys. We're, we're doing well. We're going to get our audience is going to peak here pretty soon. <laughs> I, think, I think that's now would be a good time as any to play the missing link. Are you guys ready? Let's do it. Okay. The missing link. So in uh, this game... I am going to give you three names, and your job is to figure out what the missing link between these three players are. Is what they have in common or what their their connection is? Okay, All John, right. are you ready? I'm ready. I need okay. your help. So, the first name that I'm going to give you is Anzi Kopitar. Okay, NHL uh, star forward, LA Kings. Okay. The second name I'm going to give you is Mark Edward Vlasic. Okay. He's also an NHL player. Defenseman. Mm -hmm. Canadian. Played with the Sharks. Right, right, John? Yep. That sounds right. about right. Yep. Who's the yep. Sharks? Uh, second rounder, I think, for uh, San Jose back in the day. And uh, the third name I'm going to give you is Andrew Cogliano. Played with Edmonton and Dallas in the NHL, a forward. I have no idea. No, it's <laughs> I have no idea how these three players there, are connected. There is a connection to them. Hey, he was a first rounder for Edmonton. There is there is something that they can say. I'll, I'll give you this. There is something that they can say right now that they are higher on a list of one of the greats. Really? That's what I'll tell you. Oh. Okay, so... Kopitar's not Canadian. <clears throat> Vlasic and Cogliano are Canadians. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it has nothing to do with nationality. No. So it must. I I don't know. I'm stumped. Oh, I think I think I might have an idea. But oh, oh wow! Shot, shot, shot for the win. All right. Do okay. you want to do you want to share it or do you want to hold on to it? Uh, I better hold on to it. All right. Hold on to it. All right, beautiful. Okay, so if you've got guesses um, on the uh, in, on the old Instagram and the old Twitter uh, at podcast FFC, uh, you can find us on Facebook as well for future considerations. Email us for future considerations at gmail.com with your answers, and we will reward those uh, coming up next week. Yeah, if we have more than one person with the correct guess, we'll draw a name out of a hat. John Rashad will do that, so you can blame him if you didn't win. Yep. But hopefully we will pull your name if you have the correct answer, and uh, you can join previous winners like Troy 
and Ryan. Uh, Ryan from Newfoundland and uh-huh. Troy from Kingsville. There so you go. maybe we'll have somebody from Western Canada who will win this week. Just email us or message us with your answer. We'll say the correct answer and announce the winner on the next episode. Hey, guys, just before we go, um, did you guys see the story about Joe Buck drinking tequila in the broadcast booth? To you know what? Dirt? I saw this story. Joe, this was really good. I uh, there so Joe Buck to me is is one of the all time greats, and and I love listening to him call football and baseball. I think he right now is is the best multi sport announcer there is in sports. I've always been a huge fan of his. I, I don't get the criticisms, um, but I've never been a bigger fan than him. I am of him now. He, he was talking <laughs> about. Uh, uh, Getting uh, before what he used to do was he would send a runner or somebody like that to get the biggest beer in the stadium in the first inning, and he would just sip the beer all night as an idea of just relaxing. You're just it's just a game. You're just calling a game. Then he gets into the booth with Troy Aikman on Fox, and now they start drinking tequila and Grand Marnier and and all kinds of stuff. Apparently, yeah. Troy Aikman's taste buds were a little bit higher than <laughs> I guess so than the beer. A little bit more. Uh polished than the beer but uh you know what i can understand what he's saying it calms him down from getting overly excited for something that happens in the first inning or the first quarter for sure and i can totally understand that um this when i was reading the story though it reminded me of when you and i were filling in for fred wallace <laughs> in plymouth in a, in a hockey game yep. in plymouth uh, Man, when, did we see some things in Plymouth? Yes, I did. missed the CompuWare Sports Arena in John Plymouth. John made a couple of trips down into Michigan. Yeah, the that's right. Too. But in this game in Plymouth, um, Fred was away on a cruise or, or some other trip that he normally takes. And uh, Matt and I broadcast the game in the old Plymouth Arena. And it was one of the Owen Sound Attack fan club trips, too. Yes. So the fans had traveled with the team on separate buses. But one of the fans dropped off beers for us in the broadcast booth. And so this this was a thing. And, and I was fortunate enough uh, from where we are, uh, once you get across the border, Plymouth is, is 35, 40 minutes. It's, it's nothing. It's the same highway all the way through. Um, so I would get to call a lot of Whalers games um, or games that the attack were playing the Whalers with Freddie. And it would always be an attack pack weekend for the most part. They'd be down here. They'd do Windsor, uh, you know, whether it's Saginaw as part of that as well, um, depending on how the weekend schedule went but you know every beginning of the third period there was always a little plastic cup that showed up in front of us and uh so that that continued that tradition continued when manny was there as well but then we got caught by (laughs) an executive of an nhl team (laughs) standing next to us it was a busy night in the broadcast booth uh chris draper the stanley cup champion from the detroit red wings who was scouting for the red wings at the time Mm -hmm. he was at the game and the only difference was the game wasn't even five minutes old when the beers started coming. So Chris Draper was giving us the double look going, what's going on here? And then the beers just kept coming. And when we went to a commercial break, he looked over at us and he said, I like the way you guys call a game. <laughs> 
because <laughs> we had talked to him we ended up interviewing him after that we in, interviewed in the intermission we're like hey you just opened the door wide open we had him on there and and uh and great. manny was was kind enough to let me a red wings fan uh interview him so um i was probably stumbling a little bit uh half because of interviewing chris draper and the other half because we may have been two or three miller lights in <laughs> <laughs> at that point but no it was it was great we always had a great time yeah i got a great picture with chris draper from that game too that i think we still have as well so yeah we'll post that we'll yeah post we that will picture. we will so uh I totally understand joe buck uh if we can only drink tequila in the booth like joe buck wow. and troy aikman maybe that's one of our future broadcasting goals there you go one of the episodes here the the one that lasts about seven minutes before we all fall over <laughs> and the best part when john rashad joined us on those road trips he never made it to the broadcast booth but i don't think he left the bar no <laughs> rashad only came to the cities that had hooters so <laughs> They're lovely ladies. <laughs> she wants to be a, a doctor. <laughs> the chicken wings are pretty good, too. <laughs> oh, well, all right, right. boys. We, we offended the eSports group. We've now offended <laughs> waitresses in general. I mean, huh? if there's an episode 11, we'll talk to you next week. Oh, man. I think we're fine. I think we might become the president and CEO of the Seattle Mariners pretty soon. So. <laughs> we got to pay producers for this. So, uh, again, follow us on social media, on Twitter, at, uh, and on Instagram, too, at Podcast FFC. Or on Facebook, you can find us at For Future Considerations. Email us as well, for future considerations at gmail.com. And we got a lot going on. Uh, go back onto uh, all of uh, your favorite sites uh, for your podcasts, and you can get caught up. Again, last week we had Steve Bell on, which was unbelievable. Uh, earlier this week, we talked the Carson Wentz deal. We talked about Fernando Tatis. So we got into rapid fire, so you can throw out some opinions there. Uh, we don't want to hear from you if you hate daft punk you're not allowed to listen anymore <laughs> but you can find our podcast spotify apple itunes anchor breaker pocket casts and uh, google podcasts as well we'll talk to you next week on for future considerations that was a disgraceful performance in my opinion in my opinion that sucked their mentality's awful their attitude's awful it's been their mo for the last three years tonight i saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.